All right, uh, good to see everybody. I appreciate everybody being here today. And uh, just 2023, uh, incredibly excited uh, about this season, about our team. I'd like to recognize our players uh, that are here. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, Drake Stoops, Jonah Malulu, and uh, Danny Stutzman. Um, three incredible young men that are all about all the right stuff. And uh, so thankful to be here with them here today and to be in front of y'all uh, the last year uh, in the Big 12 Conference. And uh, having, you know, most of you know my background, I played at Kansas State as the former Big 8 and uh, had the good fortune to coach in the very first Big 12 game in the conference history, Kansas State versus Texas Tech, Zebby Lethridge and Byron Hanspard and uh, the great um, Spike Dykes. And, uh, uh, what a, an amazing time it's been, you know, in this conference and all of my opportunities in my life uh, that I have here as a coach, you know, have all come from, you know, this conference, you know, the Big 8, the Big 12, the coaches, the great mentors that I've had and all the amazing players that have helped me had uh, a career of success. So uh, incredibly thankful, you know, for, uh, you know, this conference and what it's meant. And as we all know, this is a conference that uh, takes a backseat to nobody. Um, incredibly exciting, you know, having the new four teams, uh, Central Florida, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston. Great coaches, great teams, great history and tradition uh, that these teams will bring in into this program. And I just want to say I appreciate our, our commissioner for his leadership. The Big 12 is, is in great hands. Uh, under his uh, directorship and uh, what he's doing for this conference. You know, there's no doubt that the best is still yet to come for, for this conference. Uh, you know, we've had tremendous turnover, like a lot of people in this day and age of, of college football. Uh, you know, like many people, there's been tremendous roster turnover. You know, we, we desire a roster of stability and consistency. I think that's what uh, lends to success and sustainability. Um, but it's also, you know, losing uh, players is a, to me, I look at it as a great opportunity, you know, for, for the new guys. And so we've got 123 players on the uh, uh, team, 129. And uh, uh, out of those 123 players, 97 of them uh, will be either their first or their second year at the University of Oklahoma. So tremendous turnover, but I couldn't be more excited about the group of guys. Um, it goes without saying, you know, we went six and seven last year and fell well below our expectations and our standards uh, at Oklahoma. But man, we learned and grew a lot as a as a football program. And uh, in five of the seven losses, you know, it goes down to the last you know minute, two minutes of the game in the fourth quarter with a chance to win. And so we've looked long and hard uh, in the off season uh, since January of what we need to do become a more efficient uh, football team. And we looked at every single part of our program, uh, how we can improve and get better. Nothing ever stays the same. And uh, so uh, we spent a lot of, uh, of the offseason um, practicing, uh, film review, uh, programmatically, coaching, um, you know, all the things that you, you go into a season at where we can get better. And really excited about uh, the improvements that we've made a year into where we're at right now. And, you know, a year into uh, our systems, a year into our strength and conditioning, uh, the PRs, the improvements that we've made in the weight room, uh, just had our best academic semester uh, in the history of Oklahoma football. Uh, everything matters in, in what we do and how we do it.
on how we can become a more efficient football team and uh, third and fourth down on both sides of the ball. Uh, certainly our red zone defense, um, you know, handling the fourth quarter of games. Really love uh, the competitive depth that we've um, both developed with our current players, our returning players, and what we've recruited in both out of high school uh, with 40 new scholarship players and 17 transfers. So really believe that because of the competitive depth, we'll have, you know, uh, a little bit stronger fourth quarter uh, output on both sides of the ball, a quarter of football where um, we, we performed very poorly last year, and uh, which landed to, again, five of you know one score uh, losses for. So uh, with that, uh, I'll open it up for questions. We'll go to center right, four from. You'll stand and please say your name and affiliation. Hey coach, this is Jason Watkins, Hall of Fame Media. Uh, you alluded to who the difficulty on defense last season, um, 123rd out of 131. How how much is the transfer class going to really be the key to this season, turning that around for you? Well, again, every, everything matters, and I, 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 I try to uh, look at everything, evaluate everything. You know, obviously, uh, playing good defense is keeping people out of the end zone, and so improving in the areas where we can improve. Oh. And, and you do that lots of different ways, whether it's scheme, it's players, it's development, it's teaching, it's practicing. Uh, again, it, it can't ever happen fast enough. Um, we haven't been good on defense for a long time. And, uh, but everywhere I've been, it's been a, a rebuilding process to some degree. And we got a lot of work to do, but I got a lot of uh, uh, faith in, in uh, both our players, our staff, and, and certainly how we do what we do, our developmental processes. Uh, but there's no area on defense. We led the Big 12 in uh, interceptions. We led the Big 12 in tackles for loss. So what's that do for you? It's, those are building blocks, things that uh, you can build from. Uh, scoring defense, I think we're you know, in the 90s. Uh, that's where it starts, keeping people out of the end zone, becoming a better red zone uh, defense, uh, stopping people. Uh, we were uh, you know, really poor you know, stopping people in a run game. I think leading the country last year, you got to be around 2.4 yards a carry, and we were at 4.4 yards a carry. So how do we shave off you know, um, you know, a couple of yards? It, you know, a couple of yards is a lot. I get it. You know, I, I know what that looks like. Um, but you, you do it in every thing that you're that you're doing from a defensive standpoint you know from again how you practice to uh you know how you teach all of those things but i believe we'll be better because of the returning experience we'll be better fundamentally we'll be better aggressiveness we'll be better with our timing and our precision and our physicality as a result of some returning experience guys like danny stutzman or billy bowman key lawrence woody washington jonah ethan downs uh you know and then the addition and again, we've got nine guys, six guys up front, two All-American linebackers, a hard-hitting safety in Reggie Pearson. I believe we'll be better up the middle of our defense. And, uh, you know, I look at where we're, we were at really at every single position. And we didn't have the competitive depth a year ago. And we started the year uh, pretty strong, uh, you know, uh, and, and then we didn't finish the year very well. And particularly in those, again, those fourth quarters of a bunch of games, we just didn't have any juice left. Uh, you know, about the middle of the year uh, on. So uh, the competitive depth will lead to better competitive stamina. All right, we'll go to center right middle. Jay Catch, Locked On Sports Network. Over here, Coach, to your right. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, you're, you talked about coaching in the first Big 12 game. Your final road trip with Oklahoma before going to the SEC will be at BYU. You just going to get your thoughts on the Cougars. Yeah, the Cougars had a little bit of experience. Uh, 
uh, both at Kansas State and at Oklahoma. That'll be, you know, it's going to be a wonderful atmosphere. Uh, late November, it'll probably be about 80 degrees in Provo. And uh, no, it's going to be a wonderful atmosphere. Again, incredible fan base. Uh, there's not going to be an empty seat in the house. Uh, you know, it'll be a, a mature football team like many of the, the BYU teams are. Uh, Coach and his staff have done an amazing job. It's an established program of culture and toughness. And you're going to have to go earn victory. You know, they're not going to give you anything. So uh, hopefully we're playing our best football. You know, the teams that I've taken the most pride in, the teams that have been most successful um, that I've been around are ones that improve as the season goes along. So I'm hopeful, hopeful and uh, have an expectation we'll be playing our best football uh, at that time of the year. We'll go to center, middle right. Hey, Coach. Barry Lewis, uh, Killer Frogs, TCU Fan Nation. Follow up on that, on that question. Your last home game, your last regular season Big 12 home game, Black Friday, 11 a.m. against TCU. What do you anticipate that atmosphere, what TCU should expect, especially after what happened last year in Fort Worth? Yeah, you know, again, last year doesn't mean anything to what happens this year. You know, that's literally uh, how you coach, how you prepare, uh, you know, Coach and his staff did an amazing job. What an uh, incredible season uh, that they had a year ago. You know, what I expect out of Oklahoma is what I, I've seen for this will be my 15th year. And you're going to see an, an incredible, fas- uh, very passionate fan base. Uh, they're going to they're gonna show up deep. They're going to show up early. Uh, you know, that's been the best winning percentage in college football the last 22 years. And I don't expect anything uh, different, you know, than, than that. You know, this will be an incredible opportunity. Hopefully we're playing. You know, hopefully something's on the line, uh, you know, in that game. And uh, expectations are something will be. Uh, but, I, again, I know what Sonny and his, his group are going to bring. Uh, again, great, great um, uh, program that is going to come in with, um, you know, uh, a championship mindset and and uh so uh, but for us man you know hopefully we're again we're playing our best football you know at that time of the year we'll center right four for up uh coach uh nick Coppola, uh oh, i'm right i'm right here uh nick Coppola, are you daily um i wanted to ask about danny setsman the guy you brought up brought along here uh just what you what have you seen from him just in terms of just his his growth and maturation over the over the offseason and just what kind of role do you seem to play on the team this season both on and off the field well it's like anything you know what can you expect from again where we are 17 months ago to where we're at going into year two now you know i think the greatest calling of coaching is the development of people, developing leaders. Uh, Danny, um, he'd be the first one to admit that um, 17 months ago, he wasn't capable of leading. And he's in a much different place now. The whole team follows Danny. Um, his emotion, his work, his action. He's a doer and a giver. And, uh, you know, I, I love the, the, the maturation that's taken place with him off the field as much as on the field, his seriousness, his commitment to excellence every day. Um, he's put the, the team and the expectations on his back, and uh, I love that. You know, he, a year ago at this time, he couldn't run a player-run practice. He couldn't run a player-run walkthrough. He wasn't equipped to do that, and I think that's a reflection of a lot of guys on our team. And so we're in a different place. He certainly is, uh, you know, at this point in time to where he was a year ago. Uh, he's his own worst critic. He's hard on himself. That's what the best of the best are. Uh, they're never satisfied. Um, I expect great things from Danny. Uh, he's long. He's athletic. He plays fast. He closes to, to the ball. He's got tremendous contact speed. He's got tremendous instincts. Uh, got great toughness. 
and uh, he's worked incredibly hard, you know, for the 23 season. So really excited to see uh, Danny and where he's at, uh, you know, this year. We'll go to center left, midway. If you'll please stand and state your name and affiliation. Coach Venables, Philip Roy Ball, Hall of Fame, College Football Podcast. Uh, I, I did want to allude to the fact of the statement you've already made is developing your players, and you mentioned academics. I, I thought you all have always done a tremendous job of that. By the way, I, I had uh, dinner last night with one of your ex-players, Stephen Coleman, yeah. uh, that played at Dallas Skyline, mm -hmm. and then again at Thanks, OU, Steve. which I, I had the great opportunity to coach Stephen mm -hmm. at, at Skyline. Uh, but I thank you for that and your staff. You uh, I, I do want to ask, uh, yesterday I know Coach Gundy uh, kind of blames OU football for uh, not having the Bedlam game anymore. Uh, my question to you is, does Oklahoma, would Oklahoma consider playing that in a non-conference game, which I think as media and fans, we would love to see that rivalry continued because rivalries are so big in college football. I appreciate the, the question and, and uh, uh, say hey to, to Steve for me. Look, I'm not in control of whether or not we play Oklahoma State. I love college football. I love the traditions of the game. I love rivalry games. Um, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have played for over 100 years and Oklahoma has been dang good in those games and for a long time. And uh, but whether or not we play them in the future, nobody's asking me uh, what I think. If they do ask me, uh, I'll tell them what I think. I'd love to play the game, but uh, you know, uh, you know, we're going to play the schedule that they put in front of us. Time for one final question. We'll go to the far left. Yeah, uh, Kurt Bowles from the Austin American Statesman. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Brent. Uh, what is the steepest part of the learning curve in becoming a head coach? And has Bob Stoops reminded you of how he did in his second year at OU? <laughs> I've got I've got good revisionist uh, memory. Uh, I remember what that year was a lot. Uh, what what it was uh, what it was like. But it's everything, uh, Kurt. It, it really is. Um, looking at overall efficiency, I think is probably the the biggest thing for me. Um, willing to listen. Uh, sometimes you know, again, uh, willing to listen to your players. Uh, certainly listen to your staff. Take it all in. Ultimately, you have to make decisions on all of it. But uh, you know, being a better uh, listener. Uh, looking at the efficiency, you know, how you do what you do, and then what you do. And then those critical situations, how you can improve schemes, coaching, all of that. But um, managing it all, I've got a wonderful staff. Uh, you know, I've put your heart into, into all of it. And uh, if we're successful, it's because of all of us, you know, as a staff and certainly as, as, a, as a program, our players. Um, when you're not successful, it all, all the, you know, rests right at your, your, your seat. So heavy is the crown. But I embrace that. You know, I've always put a lot on myself. So um, a lot of, a lot of um, uh, learning and growing and, and uh, reflecting. And, and, uh, and again, really expect, uh, again, come back this year and, and learn from those mistakes. You learn a lot through failure, as we, we all talk about a lot in dealing with sports. And it teaches you a lot. And, uh, but if you're made of the right stuff, you know, winners respond. Winners come back a better version of themselves. Winners go right back at it. And, uh, and that's, you know, what, exactly what we're going to do. Coach, thank you for your time. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you.